Welcome to Veronica's Real Estate Tips. This episode is all about contingencies. So what are contingencies? A contingency is an action that needs to be performed either by the buyer, by the seller, or both parties in order for escrow to close and the transaction to complete. Each contingency has a deadline, and what happens if it's not lifted by the deadline is that the performing party gives the non-performing party a notice to either perform in two days or quit. This two-day notice is standard pretty much for all contingencies. There are different types of contingencies, the most common being an appraisal and loan contingency. This is usually when the buyer needs time to get their loan underwritten. In the Bay Area, a loan contingency is usually 21 days. On the other hand, when the loan is fully underwritten before the buyer makes an offer, they don't need an appraisal contingency, and this is what makes it possible for the buyer to offer non-contingent. Another common type of contingency is an inspection contingency. This is when the buyer wants to do inspections to find out whether everything is okay with the house. An inspection contingency is usually 17 days. Somewhat less common is the contingency to sell the buyer's existing home before they can close on the new home. The reverse of the example is the seller having a contingency to close on a new home before they sell their existing home. So the seller puts their house on market and says, I won't sell you my house until I get a new one. In this scenario, depending on the market, it may be advantageous for the seller. Especially if there is low inventory, a buyer may be willing to wait a couple of months to close on the house. If, on the other hand, there is plenty of inventory, buyers will not be so patient in waiting for the seller to find a new home. I recommend doing things one at a time, so sell your house first, find something to rent, and then find a new home. Doing two at once can be very stressful and it may take longer to get it done. Contingencies have a direct effect on the amount of time it takes to close escrow. When an offer is non-contingent, it can take as little as seven days for escrow to close and the buyer to get the keys to their new home. On the other hand, when the offer is full of contingencies, it will take at least 30 days for escrow to close. Usually sellers care the most about getting the highest possible price, so they will be willing to wait up to 45 days in my experience. Anything over 45 days gets tricky. There are some special cases when the seller would be willing to wait longer than 45 days. For example, in the case of a below market unit, like I mentioned in a previous episode, where usually the close of escrow time is 90 days because it takes 60 days for the loan to be approved by the city. So in those cases, the seller is obligated to wait longer because that's the law. Buyers, if you make your offer contingent on appraisal, a loan, and inspections, make sure that you or your agent start scheduling them as soon as possible. In hot markets, all the professionals are very busy, so you want to be super quick in scheduling your appraisal and inspections. Any delay will have an effect on your close of escrow, and the seller may not be willing to extend the deadline, especially in a multiple offer situation when they have another offer ready to go right behind you. I always recommend for buyers to have an inspection contingency unless the market is bonkers and there is absolutely no time for that. In most cases, there will be time to have a couple of inspections done or at least a general inspection. Another type of contingency that you start seeing in a buyer's market is when buyers demand sellers to credit them for repairs or complete repairs before they buy the house. The reason you see these kinds of contingencies in a buyer's market is because buyers have leverage over the seller here. In these cases, a home has been most likely sitting on market for a few months, so the buyer comes in and says, I will take it off your hands, but only if you credit me for this and that. And the repairs are not necessarily urgent, it can be just a nice to have that the buyer wants done before they move in. 
Conversely, in a seller's market, when the sellers have leverage over buyers, you start seeing the leaseback contingency, where the seller says, "You can buy my house, but you need to lease it back to me for a couple of months. I still need to find a place, so I'll be renting the house back from you." Sellers do this to give themselves time to find a new house, and this can confuse buyers because they now own the house, but the seller becomes their tenant. Still, it may be advantageous if the seller agrees to pay for the utilities or perhaps even a small rent fee for renting. The house. In spring of 2021, sellers were asking for rent free, and buyers were giving it to them because inventory was so extremely low that buyers were willing to just let the seller live in the house for free, just so they could just have the house in a couple of months down the line. By doing so, buyers were also taking a risk because you remember there was an eviction moratorium in place for more than a year. So if the seller, who was now the tenant, you know, if there was an actual lease agreement in place and the seller stopped paying. Theoretically, they could just live in the house. They could just keep living in their own house for free. That now technically belonged to the new buyer, but because you know they agreed to the lease back and the seller became the tenant, the seller could have took advantage of that. Of course, that would have been a very mean thing to do, and thankfully, that did not happen to any of my buyers that accepted the lease back. Going back to the two-day notice to perform or quit, what happens if the two days have passed and the non-performing party still has failed to perform? Well, if everyone in the transaction really wants to make it happen, usually they work something out, extending the deadlines. If, on the other hand, one or both parties don't care as much, they usually let each other go without any additional fees. The seller usually gives back the buyer's three percent deposit because they don't want to deal with potential lawsuits. They'd rather just take the next best offer. Thank you for listening to Veronica's real estate tips. I hope I've given you a good overview of contingencies.